Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Let me just read. A new report commissioned by the Canadian Medical Association provides a stark overview of the broader impact the COVID-19 pandemic has had on Canadians. From delayed or missed treatments to a significant increase in the incidence of mental health and substance use disorders, the report highlights the dire consequences beyond the immediate loss of life and illness caused by the COVID-19 virus. Dr. Um, uh, Dr. Catherine Smart is the president of the CMA. She joins us on the program. Dr. Smart, good to have you back with us. And the immediate loss of life is not inconsiderate, is it? No, it's certainly not. You know, our study looked at a five-month period from August to December, and we found 4,000 excess deaths just in that five months. So you project that throughout the pandemic. You know, I think it's really, really stark how many Canadians have lost their lives, not only to COVID, but to the secondary impacts on our system that have led to delays in care and issues with accessing care. And that number could be higher. I mean, if we we go beyond this four-month period, that number's got to be significantly higher, is it not? Oh, absolutely. That's just the estimate for that period of time. So, you know, for sure, if you were to extrapolate that to the total pandemic, it would be much, much higher. So the news release from the CMA adds this. Over the past 20 months, COVID-19 overwhelmed our health system and the consequences to the broader patient population are now in plain sight. We're facing a significant backlog in procedures and treatments, as well as more acute illness. I heard a number 347,000 surgeries postponed or cancelled. Is is that correct? In our study, we looked at eight specific uh, surgeries and procedures, and that was the approximate number of backlog for those eight uh, things we looked at directly. So again, you can imagine the total number is actually much higher, because of course, there's many people that are still waiting for surgeries and other diagnostic imaging that we didn't examine. Um, So it it sort of gives a sense for these eight things where we're at, uh, but we know the numbers are much bigger throughout the entire system, which is, of course, again, very concerning. What's, What's the stress our healthcare system is under now? And if someone were to suspect they may have something significantly wrong with them, were to go to their family physician, and the family physician were to say, yeah, I think you need to be investigated What's what are the next steps? What would happen if it weren't hadn't been COVID time and what's likely to happen now? Yeah, so everything in our system is sort of predicated on this idea of triage, right? So depending on how high the concern is for what's going on and depending what your diagnosis is, it depends on the urgency which with which you receive care. Um, so, you know, if you, in the example you gave, if you went to your family physician and there was some concerns uh, for a significant diagnosis, then your family doctor would set up the necessary investigations, potentially referrals, depending on what the concern was. And then how quickly you access those things would depend somewhat on the question. You know, so if it was a worry about cancer, obviously that would be faster, um, those types of things. So. That's still the process, but the issue we're running into now is that so many of these things are backlogged and people have had to wait so long that we're struggling with that ability to prioritize people who need things urgently because the number of those people just keeps climbing. So let's say 
you know, in the past it was three to four weeks for an urgent MRI, just as an example. Well, now that number might be, you know, three to four months because the number of people in that same queue, meaning the same number of people that need that urgently, has just grown because we haven't been able to keep up with it. So we're just really seeing those bottlenecks in the system that's making it challenging for people to get the care that they need. And people are dying because of that. Yes, that's what's clear from this report, and I think that's what's so concerning. And, you know, and I think from our perspective, we the healthcare system's been struggling for a long time. You know, I think a lot of Canadians had experienced wait times even before the COVID pandemic that were concerning, yeah. uh, that absolutely had impact on quality of life. And we've been sort of struggling in the system to keep up with the demand of an aging population and people with more, more complex and chronic disease for a long time. Um, but now when we add on top of that, this very significant stress on all levels of the system, but particularly acute care system, which has been overwhelmed by patients utilizing the hospital with COVID, we've had to shift resources from other aspects of hospital-based care to, to care for those patients. Um, and that's, you know, made the backlog and the issues just that much more extreme. But I think the real message is, is We've had a healthcare system that's been neglected for a long time. It's underfunded. It's under-resourced in terms of human health resources. And we just haven't really seen the political will or commitment to solve that issue. And, and now, unfortunately, it's become much more dire. Yeah, and the acute care issue uh, pre-COVID, and certainly now, even more so, but was a major issue prior to COVID with 5 million Canadians not even having a family physician. And if I remember correctly, one of your predecessors told me on air but family physicians are retiring faster than the general population, so that situation is not getting better by itself. No, it's not getting by, better by itself. You know, recent data from Kai High showed us the, that the average age of a family doctor in Canada is 51 years old. One in four of our physicians is, is comes to us being trained overseas. Um, so what we're really seeing is that we aren't keeping up with the demand within our own country to produce primary care physicians. Um, and we're not really getting ahead of it. Uh, so it is a huge, huge concern. And that's one of the reasons why the CMA is really pushing on this idea of better integrated human health resource planning so that there is actually a plan, right? Like if you don't know how many doctors you need, how do you make sure your medical school system, your postgraduate training program, is actually outputting the right number of healthcare professionals for Canadians? And this isn't only an issue in medicine, it's an issue across the health professions. Uh, and right now we're also facing a really significant crisis in terms of nurses and having enough nurses to staff our hospitals. Um, and this is on the background of a global nursing shortage. So, you know, if we don't kind of get our act together in terms of better planning, we are going to be dealing with this issue for many, many years to come. Yeah, here's another big concern. And uh, with inflation and the supply chain issues and the other issues we talk about on the air, people are aware of, there's the issue of food insecurity, hunger, and to use another word, uh, grew in this country by 39% in the first two months of the pandemic. It's still growing. Yes, absolutely. It's another real concern is, you know, what we would call some of those more structural elements or social determinants, you know, more people experiencing poverty, food insecurity, increasing racism in the system. And of course, all these things have broad and lasting impacts on people's health. We've seen an increase in mental health challenges during the pandemic. And again, I think this is on the background of what was an escalating mental health crisis even prior to COVID, 
we know our system is not well resourced to deal with mental health concerns. You know, we hear from Canadians every day needing to seek support for their mental health outside of what's covered in our basket of quote unquote universal health care. Um, so that's, I think, really worrisome as well. You know, how, where, where are we going to see those resources come from to actually help Canadians address their mental health? You know, we've seen the federal government now add a Minister of Health focused on mental health and wellness. We've heard promises of commitments to of funding for the provinces directly to address those issues. But of course, we haven't actually seen any of that come through yet. Uh, but it's clearly an area that really needs a lot of attention. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.